Welcome back to today's episode of the Visibility Queen Show. Today, we have an amazing business coach. Her name is Brittany Budd, and Brittany is a wife and mom. She is a stockbroker turned business coach, and she helps female entrepreneurs to build and scale their online businesses to six figures and beyond organically. Brittany, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, I want to jump right in because I got to know, like, how did we get from stockbroker to business coach? I would love to know the story and how this transformation (laughs) happened. So my dad is a stockbroker and he had this grand vision that, you know, I'm the oldest daughter. I'm like the most driven out of, you know, my siblings. And he was like, I want you to be a stockbroker and I want you to take over my business. And I was like, okay, because I wasn't doing anything at the time, like anything serious. I have, oddly enough, I have a pre-med degree um, and I was pregnant with my first. And so I was like, yeah, like I could work my own hours. I can make really good money. That's kind of what I want. Like a nine to five just does not fit my life. (laughs) It was not my personality. I don't do well with being told what to do. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. And so I took all the courses. I got all my certifications. I was a stockbroker for seven years. I managed over $21 million in assets for over 150 different families. Um, In doing that though, like, you know, being young, my dad's obviously a boomer. I took to social media to get clients and, you know, do marketing and creating a personal brand and things like that to grow my, my books and my business. And you know, I, I've been on Facebook for a long time. Let's not, mm-hmm. let's not get into how long, <laughs> <laughs> like OG style. It's been a couple of decades. Anyway, people that have been kind of watching me do this started reaching out to me, asking me to help them with their marketing. Like, how did you, how are you doing this? How are you getting your sales? How did you create your brand? And, you know, I was fielding a lot of questions that had absolutely nothing to do with stockbroking and everything to do with social media marketing. And so February, 2020, right before lockdown, I decided to start my coaching business. And then we went into lockdown and everything kind of went crazy. And I transitioned out of doing stocks and into running my own company. And in the last almost three years, we've made almost half a million dollars organically. So very exciting. Um, And so, yeah, that's just kind of how I got into it. I just kind of rode that wave, realizing that there's a huge demand for what I can do. And, you know, they always say to, to sell what comes naturally to you and second nature to you. And that's how I've found that success. And I have a, an amazing Facebook group. We're 4,300 strong in the last three years. Yay. Love those people. Love, love the community that I've created and, you know, really just getting out there and helping people. And that's, that's kind of my humble beginnings. <laughs> so how do you think like being a stockbroker helped you? I mean, obviously the marketing part, but how, how do you think it like really helped you to become a business coach? I think that I understand money differently than most people because most mm-hmm. people think of money as this finite resource that they only can get so much of and it needs to do certain things. But when you get into like the finance world, you realize that money is a tool. 
Mm-hmm. And if you understand how to use money as a tool, then you can make more of it. You make better business decisions. A lot of people are afraid of debt, but wealthy people understand that debt is just buying money for cheap (laughs) and using it to make more money. And so I look at money and the way we use money much differently than most people, because I, I see what it can do. And I understand you know, investing in yourself and investing in your business the same way that you would invest into stocks and bonds and retirement funds and things like that. I love that. And I'm sure as a business coach, I I see this a lot too. And it's been one of my fascinating things. You probably see a lot of people with very poor money mindsets, I think is the best way to describe that. And a lot of money blocks. 100%. It's generational though. You got to remember that like our grandparents, parents lived in the great depression. Mm -hmm. And so hoarding was a big part of it. Being afraid of losing was a big part of it. Putting money in the walls and in your mattresses was a huge part of it. And then that, that just filters down to how our grandparents, what they witnessed. And then, you know, when things bounced back, they treated our parents differently. You know, there's probably still some struggles going on. There's probably some hoarding going on. Mm -hmm. There was probably some, like, if you have money, you're afraid to do anything with it because you don't want it to disappear. And it's funny because someone was just posting on Facebook yesterday and they were talking about how like our generation, a lot of us had like the fancy living room, quote unquote, that no one was allowed to sit on the furniture or go in. Mm -hmm. And like, We don't have any unique experiences in life, I don't think. But like I had that. We had the fancy living room that you you were allowed to walk through it to get to the dining room and kitchen. But do not, don't dare sit on that furniture because it was like a sign of luxury and achievement for our parents. But you know, I look at I look at my parents, and I think a lot of people could probably relate to this. My, I love my mom. She's a hoarder. <laughs> like she doesn't want to get yes. rid of anything. Everything has sentimental value. Mm-hmm. And when we kind of grow up with all of those various traumas that our families have survived through yeah. and then tried to quote unquote, protect us from, they, we, I mean, I always joke with my husband, like we're just coming up with new and creative ways to screw up our kids. Who knows what it'll be? <laughs> Hopefully we can afford therapy by then. Right. <laughs> but there's there's a lot of trauma and unhealthy attachments to money because of what we've been exposed to. So it's, true. It's unfortunate and it does take a lot of work to get over those money blocks and those mm-hmm. stories because we are living in a time where we're so empowered around money. I can pick up my phone and make five figures in five minutes if I want to. Right. Our parents were never given that luxury. Right. And things are just so different now. And we have to do that internal work around money so that we can make the money we want to be making. You know, we all have these grand visions. You know, maybe you don't want an eight-figure business, but you want your bills to be paid. Yeah. Right. And sometimes even that is a struggle for people. So absolutely. It's just, it goes so far back. (laughs) Yes, it totally does. Now, 
I think we also would have to agree that people in our world, meaning Mm. the coaching industry, the online businesses, I feel like there is, I don't think everybody's on board by all means, but I do think there is a shift. I mean, you can see that in what people are charging and how people are, they're getting so much more I don't know, I'm confident in what they charge. I think that's what it, the best way and, and being able to increase that, you know, you know, I think the, the phrase used to be with network marketers that they would say, you know, well, if you work a nine to five, you can only like give yourself like a 5% raise or something every year. But what if you could give yourself a thousand dollar a year raise And I'm like, uh, people are giving themselves million dollar raises, like yeah. six, and seven figure raises. Like, what do you think? Like, do you think that is going to continue into 2023? Because of the, I asked Brittany before we got on, I was like, do you use the R word because of the R coming, (laughs) the R word coming, the recession word coming. But I'm just curious, like, where do you see like all of this going in the next year? To be perfectly frank, I don't think so. Because of what we talked about before we started this, where the way that we sell things is changing and the way that people buy is changing. It used to be very simple, like over the last two years to just be like, oh, do you want to lose 10 pounds? I can help you hire me here. And people would be like, okay, click. And people would just kind of, okay, click for everything. And now that's just not working anymore. You have to have real depth. You have to have real integrity. You have to really be a leader. You have to have unique ideas. I mean, there are no unique ideas, but you have to kind of have your own thing that you're doing and not worrying about what everyone else is doing. And I don't think that there are millions of people that are going to pull ahead like that. Um, I unfortunately think that a lot of people are probably going to drop off over 2023 because it is more work to get a sale. Now you do have to really I mean, coming from business coaching, it was very easy to just be like, look at how much money I've made. And people will be like, oh, okay, well, here, have some more. Right. <laughs> like, yes. I'll pay you for that. Um, but there was no depth to that. There was no, look at what my clients are doing. It was very like, look at how much money I've made. And absolutely do that. If you're making money, lash it around. I want to see it. I'm here to support other women. But right. that's not a sales tactic anymore. And so... I think that there are probably a lot of people that are going to fall off in the industry coming up because they're not going to adapt or be able to adapt their content and their offers and the way they market. Um, And also, I think a lot of people that are out of integrity are going to end up canceled. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's unfortunate, but I think that there's going to be like a huge cleaning of the industry. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I see that. Now, when we talk about the R word, like I'm sure you just you just gave a couple tips, but what is your suggestion like for people who are stressed and worried about this? Like they can't get it off of their mind, right? Like, and this goes into the mindset piece. Like, what would you say to somebody who's really struggling to even think ahead? Like, oh my God, my business is gonna like close in 2023. Yeah. I think that our businesses are not as fragile as we think that they are. And so if you are someone that is really like dedicated to your goals and you have a servant's heart and you are willing to show up and give, 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 even if for a bit there's like what feels like no payoff, 
those are the people that are going to rise to the top. Those are the people that have the fight and the fire in their heart to continue to serve. And like, those are the people that are going to have the staying power. Those are the people that are going to be standing here at the end of the day. But the other thing about receptions is like, if you look at history, the financial world oscillates. There are good and there are bad years, Mm -hmm. months, whatever. And that is normal. Like look at 2008 when, when the market crashed and everyone was like going crazy. People were jumping out of their office building windows. It doesn't have to be like that. Like we bounced back. Did we not? (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny that people talk about that a lot. I don't really remember that. So it didn't have that much of a, you know what I mean? That much of an effect on me. I think we bought a house in 2008. You know what I mean? So I don't remember being in that. You may more because of the stock market, but no, you weren't, you weren't doing stock market stuff in 2008, were you? No, I was only 22. Okay. Yeah. Like I just don't remember that. So we survived it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We survived it. But I remember because of my dad as a stockbroker, yeah. I remember the panicked calls that he was getting because, you know, he, he did this most of my life. He started doing stocks when I was six. Okay. And so when I was 12, I was old enough to like have a job with him. And so I would do filing and I kind of knew the clients because they would call our house all of the time. And so I remember people panicked yeah. wanting to pull whatever crumbs were left in their accounts. They wanted to pull it out and run. And I remember my dad trying to calm so many people down and saying, just leave it. Don't pull it out. Just leave it. It's going to come back. I know it's scary, but it's going to come back. We can't survive like this. Yeah. It's going to come back. You just need to wait. Just trust me and wait. And everyone that has trusted him and waited, I mean, goodness, it was 18 years ago, 17 years ago. Yeah. Of course they have bounced all back and made tons of money. So when we panic in the moment, we're it's easy to panic in the moment for one, because it's right in your face. But yeah, if you can pull away and go, okay, in five years time, does this matter? No, we've bounced right. back five years from now. Let's not worry about it. But yeah. also what we were talking about was recessions are man-made. They happen when people panic and stop buying things. Yes. And so when there's talk of a recession, we kind of create it faster and make it worse when we start panic hoarding all of our money and stop buying the normal things that we would buy. If everyone just acted normally, (laughs) it would reduce the whole impact significantly and we'd be able to bounce back faster. But unfortunately, humans are fearful creatures. And so (laughs) we got to just wait for everyone to calm down so it'll come back. What are some mindset tips that you have to like get people out of? Because I feel like when we're in that mode, we're in very scarcity and lack mode. So what are some of your like favorite mindset tips to help people like shift that thinking? Yeah, I think that for me and kind of the way that I view things is that people are always in need. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if we're in a recession or not. Humans still have problems. And they still need solutions to those problems. And so like for me starting my business and everything going lockdown and people just absolutely panicking, quitting their jobs, I thought this is going to be really profitable for me because a lot of people are going to walk away from their jobs and they are going to try to have an online business and I'm going to be here to help them. Yeah. And so if you can kind of look at it as 
okay, people need me now more than ever because of this. Mm -hmm. Like they don't need their problems to be exacerbated because of the stress of the recession. They want to be calm, cool, and collected, especially for our generation who have children. We're very conscious about trying not to create trauma and damage Mm -hmm. to our kids. Yeah. For probably because we're we're so knowledgeable now about the you know the things we were just talking about of how our parents and our grandparents and everything else how their lives were so affected we we have a tendency to want to shield our kids from that and I think that if you can kind of remember that problems still need solutions people will still pay to have those mm-hmm. solutions those answers to those problems people don't like suffering. And so whatever it is that you help people with, doesn't matter if we're in a recession or not, they still need help. They either want to grow their businesses or, you know, you got your big three, health, wealth, and relationships. So they they don't want to get divorced because of a recession, because it hurt them and their spouse are so stressed out. They still want to be healthy. They don't want to eat junk. You know, if we, let's pretend we go way Great Depression. I know there's been rumors of this being a greater Great Depression. Okay. Help me make ramen noodles from the dollar store healthy for my kids. I need this help, please. Right? And like, we still want to make money. Businesses still need to flourish and survive. People are still buying things. The economy cannot collapse like that. And I think too, going back to 2020, I mean, everybody thought it was the doom and gloom at the beginning of that too. Once they, you know, the first time in my lifetime made a stay in our house, right? So it's like, it's kind of one of those things. We survived that. We survived a pandemic. Like what makes you think you can't survive this next phase? Exactly. You can, and you will. Like what does not surviving even look like? Yeah. I think that we just kind of like a worst case scenario <laughs> when it's not yeah. necessary. And and I think we talked about this too, like watching the news and letting that feed into that. It's I think it's all about positioning who you're around, right? Like you are, you're more like the five people closest to you. And if the news channel is one of those people, right? Yeah. Then you're going to have that in your head on repeat all the time. Yeah. I don't watch the news. It's not good for my mental health. People think that's selfish. And I'm just like, I need to take care of me. Like, (laughs) exactly. There's enough news on social media that I can. Yes. If it's important, TikTok will tell me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. In a, in a fun and, and entertaining way. Exactly. Exactly. With their dark humor, I will find out. <laughs> so true. So true. All right. So my next question that I ask all my guests is what has visibility done for you and your business? I think that if we are invisible, it's really hard to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely fears around being visible because as women, we can all relate to the mean girl story. I was bullied. Um, but if we're not willing to show up and get visible and allow people into our world and help people, then we're unable to like do the work that we think that we have been called to do and make the impact that we feel we have been called to make. Visibility is absolutely crucial. You know, you want to lead, you want to serve these people, you want to make this money, you have to get visible to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love all things visibility. (laughs) Okay. So you are 
on multiple platforms. If I'm everywhere out to you and connect with you, you're a girl after my own heart. Uh, (laughs) Online, how could they do that? On TikTok and on Instagram, I am at the Brittany Bud. On Facebook, I am Brittany Bud. I also have a Facebook group that just got a rebrand and it is called Get Fully Booked, Go Viral, Get Rich with Your Content. I have a podcast on all major platforms, same name. I'm everywhere. If you search my name, you'll find me on every platform. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. And then you have a free gift for my audience as well. I do. And it's kind of visibility based. It is a free masterclass on growing your Facebook group and monetizing it. So you can make six figures from it organically. I love it. I love it. Thank you. All that in the show notes. So you guys can connect with Brittany and you can grab that freebie. And I want to ask, is there anything that like one tip or one takeaway that you'd like the audience to have when they listen to this episode? Don't be afraid of the recession because you're way more resilient than you realize. Your business is not that fragile. It's not crumbling down around you. Just stay the course. And if you can do that, you will be one of the few that will still be standing at the end. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Brittany, for coming and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with my audience. Make sure if you listen to this episode, you share it and connect with Brittany and let her know how much you enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much. Thanks.